0: Hello and welcome to show number 209 of The Happiest Plate on Earth. I'm Christy, along with Wendy and Danae. We welcome you to our table where the special of the day is always Disney food. And you know, I wanna be like a caterpillar. I get to eat a lot and then sleep for a while and wake up beautiful.
1: so sweet that <laughs> that's,
0: is the kind, that's yes yeah see i throw a good one a sweet one in there every once in a while
2: i'm so glad we didn't talk about what the caterpillar eats or what the caterpillar gets stuck in or those kind of how I many times you've
0: eaten a caterpillar and you just don't know see,
2: it right right i figured you were about to tell me that <laughs> accidental,
1: accidental how many one. caterpillars are
2: allowed in the bottle of olives right <laughs> yummy
1: on your Ugh. leafy lettuce it's fine it's
0: fine i know i've probably eaten not caterpillar but worms before because i've eaten corn on the cob fresh yep. you know from the farm so
1: yeah i'm sure it's happened before it's fine i feel like as kids we probably ate a worm at some point like just because somebody dared you yeah putting a worm on a line to go fishing mm.
0: yeah. yeah yeah dumb stuff well this is going to be making appetizing to start off the show so
2: right. Uh. <laughs> it's always always here for you
0: Absolutely. Well, on last week's show, we reviewed the global marketplace menus for this year's Epcot's International Food and Wine Festival. And of course, there were some delicious dishes that are being served up again this year. So for today's show, we thought we would head back to class and kind of go over the history of the Food and Wine Festival, how it started, who started it, and maybe just year by year kind of give you what appeared and what maybe even disappeared. So the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival was officially held for the first time in 1996 when the Walt Disney World Village Wine Festival moved to Epcot and transformed into the festival we know and love today, but back then it was on a much smaller scale. So George Kallagridis, who was a Walt Disney World executive, he conceived the idea for the festival. This 30-day event ran from September 28th through October 27th and replaced a one-weekend wine festival that had been held in previous years. That's just crazy to think about.
1: That's insane. Yeah, (laughs) A third of
2: the time now.
0: Yes. So this event featured food booths and stands, a gourmet food market, Cooking demonstrations, seminars, wine sampling, and appearances by celebrity chefs. It originated as a way to boost park attendance during the slower season, then bridging the gap between summertime and the holidays. So as we know, you know, Disney's holidays start in July.
2: (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so crazy.
0: So after they started in 1996, uh, in 1997, a benefit gala was held at the festival, and the world-famous chef Julia Child was the honored guest, along with other culinary superstars. So this benefit actually raised money for hunger relief organizations, which is pretty cool. In 1998, the art of winemaking made its debut with Master Sommeliers leading a series of wine tasting lectures and seminars. Because it really can't be a food and wine festival if you don't have the wine. Some wine. (laughs) I'm surprised they having food and wine and beer and cider is really what I think they should call it now. All right. In 1999, they saw the opening of five educational wine exhibits around the World Showcase Lagoon. And this was the first year that the Disney classic 10K was introduced. Wow. Yeah. And, uh the year 2000, of course, we saw the opening of the Millennium Village. It celebrated the turn of the millennium with stories yeah. from exhibitors from around the world. I did not make it there, I don't think. I remember, do you remember the big 2000 over top of the spaceship Earth? Yes. It stuck up there?
1: You yes, I do. No. I do not. No. I think the first time I went to Disney was in 2008
0: uh okay
1: yeah i gotcha I'm pretty sure maybe even 2009 but definitely later
2: i've yeah. got to pull our pictures because we went in 96 i think and we went to epcot because that's Absolutely. when i mistakenly took my you know my nine-year-old or eight-year-old in the making of oh, me on yeah. that that's <laughs> mm-hmm. explaining to do I did. I had some explaining to do, so I uh, need to look and see what year that was because we were there. Now, obviously, I didn't do anything at the if we were right. there. I did not partake, but that's pretty cool to know if we were there.
0: And in two thousand and one, the Robert Robert Mondavi family of wines started and showed the winemaking process from harvest to bottling to entertain and educate the guests. That's pretty cool. I kind of wish they had that.
2: Yeah, that would be cool. Let me tell you a little known fact about the Robert Madalvi family of wines. Yeah. Um, The Sandals Resorts. And, you know, yes, we are travel advisors that specialize in Disney. But I, I, Christy and I also specialize in all things Sandals. And the Robert Madalvi wines are served at the Sandals Resorts. And Mm -hmm. you can get bottles of them in your room. Uh Um, Yes, yes, yes. They are very good, too. Um, I like the, I like some of them.
0: Uh, so the next year, in 2002, they started the Party for the Senses and the Eat to the Beat Concert series. So all wow. of those, both of those actually lasted all the way up into the pause of 2020. Yep.
1: Wow, is that what we call it now? The pause?
0: I just like that better. <laughs> it, to me... I, I do too. I'm, I'm just, just trying mysterious. to push something that's not there yeah. yet, but I just want to call Absolutely. it the pause because we, I like. I mean, I like it. Right. We've unpaused. Life is back, yep. and we're yep. you know going back to normal things, and nobody wants to keep saying that
1: word over and over again. Yeah, we've that's said it enough. Right. I'm in. I'll start yeah. using pause. I like that.
0: <laughs> so, Kitchen Carnival was introduced in 2003, and that let guests discover the fun of eating your colors what <laughs> i don't know i didn't go
1: but <laughs> i'm sure like, it's like all right let's eat like foods yeah, yeah so let's eat broccoli yeah. and green beans i think
2: yeah so i eat my blueberries
1: but what other blue healthy foods are there that's my question
2: acai um I mean, nerds oh. rope candy
1: really. <laughs> <laughs> perfect i love it
0: sonic blue raspberry slurpee there you there you go which <laughs> are delicious
1: a blue
2: Gatorade. Yeah, yes,
1: absolutely. Keep your electrolytes <laughs> high. Uh, all right. So, 2004, we saw a true revolution um, when sparkling sparkling wine in a can with a straw and miniature fluted champagne bottles let guests sip while they walked.
0: I'm sure people still have those as souvenirs.
1: I'm sure they do because it was oh, I'm sure a big mm-hmm. deal. I I agree in 2005 the odyssey cooking school offered an interactive cooking experience for guests to participate in this was also the inaugural mm-hmm. year of the food and wine race from the taste 10k i didn't know that i honestly mm-hmm. i thought that the the races and all that stuff were like new new they're really not I mean, they've been going on for a good amount of time now i thought maybe like 2010 or 2012 is when they started. No, they they went back pretty far.
2: Some of them are newer. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's just interesting. Also, there's some that pop up that I'm like, did you even advertise for that one? Like, how did where that one come from? They don't have to. No, they, they don't. don't.
2: Yeah, the Disney run the runners Disney oh, know it. it.
1: Yep. So then in 2006 was the 10 year anniversary of Epcot Food and Wine Festival, and celebrations were seen all around the park.
0: Hopefully, they did better than the 40 year for yeah, boy, I know. <laughs> I
2: bet 10 years was better than the 40. The, the 40 year just kind of 40. 40. Ask us how we know. Ask <laughs> us how we know.
1: What I really love is it was the 40 year, and then when nobody bought the products, it all went on 40% off. <laughs> 40 stuff for 40% like, off. Man, way to go, guys. That was a good little oh, man the pearville fair twinings Tea bar and celebrate oklahoma were all introduced to the festival in 2007 which Mm. is very exciting Mm -hmm. um they had a dry year 2008 nothing really happened so then we went to 2009 uh when the history of beer in america taught the art and science behind brewing and how beer has played a part in the new world yes if you have never had the chance, I did this in college, to read, is it Seven Glasses Around the World? It is an excellent book, and it talks about all the different things, the different drinks that are around the world, and the history of each one, including Coca-Cola. Um, yeah, it's it's a good book, but that that's what that reminds me of, because it talks about beer in there as well.
2: Yeah. Danae, I'm from Georgia. Yes. I know the history of Coca-Cola. I got that. <laughs> Listen, I think we probably please. take that in school here in Georgia. Probably. Yeah, you
1: think so? Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> Read the book, Wendy. Okay.
2: Okay. You okay. can't
0: even say you're not even allowed to say the p word in the state of Georgia. Oh pop. no! No huh? pop. No. 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 The other.
1: Oh, soda. Pepsi. Yes. <laughs> Nay, <Shh.
0: laughs>
1: hey. Wendy. That's my favorite. Blah. Oh, <laughs> stop it! Gross. With with a lemon or a lime in it. Yeah, because you got to make it taste better oh you my gotta put god the judgment i will say i bought coke zero for christy the last time that ooh, she was ooh, here ooh, and ooh. i have had a soda craving recently mm. every once in a while so i oh. finally said they've got to go so i took them to work because i was like i why am i drinking these? I, I don't even like them
2: why did you not keep them knowing your friend is coming to visit
1: i kept two for her
2: okay Just,
1: but they're mini ones
2: yeah that's um,
1: that's good that's perfect yeah there you go mm-hmm. uh, so crazy so in 2010 Cirque du Soleil La Nuba mm-hmm. ah, yeah sure um hosted the party of the senses this was also the year that the run Disney food and wine uh half marathon replaced the race for the taste 10k uh-huh. uh, so they finally did the that in 2010 uh, in 2011, a cranberry bog flooded the the World Showcase, and guests got to meet a real cranberry farmer at the experience. I do remember that. That was wow. cool. That's really neat. Do you remember that?
0: Because we were there when we, you walked into towards going into World uh, Showcase. Yeah. Where they, you normally have the big topiaries and stuff. That whole area was flooded to, into the cranberry bog.
1: I don't yeah, know if cool. I noticed that. That's what it was. Yeah, but that's pretty. Wow, that's really cool. I would love to have participated.
0: I think it was sponsored by Ocean Spray.
1: 2012. So Epcot celebrated its 30th anniversary. So this was Food and Wine also introduced um, forward-thinking marketplaces, Florida Local and Terra.
0: Florida, yeah. Florida Local's not around anymore, and either is Terra. I know. It's
1: like, is that even a? I was like, I don't even know what those are. The Parisian breakfast began offering brunch in 2013. There was also exclusive dinners that featured Scotland, land of food and drink, Japan's hibachi experience, and spirits confidential by master distillers and mixologists. Man, so many good stuff. Yep. I love
2: it. Right? All right. The Food and Wine Festival expanded in 2014 from 46 days to a whopping 53 days eat to the beat dinner packages also became being offered began being offered and the Orlando Sentinel reported that the 2014 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival was to include 100,000 dessert portions 360,000 beer servings 300,000 wine pours and y'all 1.5 million tapasized food samplings and for visitors all over the twenty-five nations,
1: Ooh. so
0: that was fifty-three days. So,
2: yeah, can you imagine at a hundred and twenty-seven? Yes, that was the
0: biggest. Now, yeah, so that's
2: that's a lot. That was a lot for fifty-three, and I'm thinking multiply that all times two or more now. Right.
1: Mm. Yeah. Wow.
2: All right. So, future world, welcome the next eats in 2015. Um, which was an area that featured two future forward kiosks sponsored by ABC the, that show The Chew um, and the artistry of cheese and wine also taught guests how to pair wine with their cheeses. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I remember that, The Chew being there. I mm-hmm. do remember yeah, that. Yeah,
1: because they kept featuring that one lady. I I don't yes. remember her name. I want to say her name was Wanda, but I don't think that's what it was.
2: I don't think so. Skinny, tall <laughs> skinny tall name. woman. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's Wanda. All right, with festivals happening almost year-round now at Epcot, by this time, um, Disney built the twelve thousand square foot kitchen facility in two thousand and seventeen. And now, instead of trying to share space with the park's existing restaurant kitchens, the dedicated festival facility is able to f- focus on accommodating the marketplaces. So I didn't know that. I guess so. Were the restaurants having to do everything for these kiosk booths before this?
1: That's what it sounds do y'all like. I think. Yeah, it sounds like they were.
2: That's pretty
0: impressive. Yeah. We toured back that we toured that area. Yeah, did. did. It was. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, it is a huge kitchen, but mm-hmm. it's very. They they set it up so perfectly i'm sure it's not perfect but in our eyes at that point in time it seemed like it was the perfect setup for yeah all of the things that they were doing there was plenty of space there were large vats of stuff that you could cook you're not just cooking in a pot you have a huge mm-hmm. skillet and a kettle and right yeah, it's it was it was really cool all
2: right well there were numerous additions to the festival in 2018 including the character dance party the sunday brunch with uh the chef. And then the Junior Chef Kitchen and Food and Beverage Pairings all appeared in 2018. And then in 2019, like Danae said, it was kind of a dry year. One year she had a dry year. Then I guess they got on the Imagineers. And then we moved into 2020. And then we all know what happened. Unfortunately, many parts of the festival had to be canceled due to our pandemic. And like the Eat to the Beat and all the chef demonstrations, they all went to the wayside for that year. But the festival started earlier than even the before they started in July 15 and they ran until November, and then in 2021 the festival began in July once again, just like it had the year before, starting on the 15th and it lasted until November the 20th. It was a whopping 129 days long. Experiences like the Party of the Senses did not return at that point, while the Run Disney Food and uh, Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend did, so that was exciting. And then in 2022, the festival continued with its 129 days and the addition of the new booth, the Fry Basket, which I like. We like that one. Yep. Yep. And then right now, this year, you better get down there as soon as the festival opens (laughs) because it only runs for 115 days this year.
1: I need those 14 other days. (laughs) i'm so upset well i
2: kind of did because you know it wasn't there it wasn't open last week when i was there in the park that's Sorry. true you're probably very sad walking yep. around seeing those booths yep i missed those 14 days today yeah. i could have used them <laughs> now out of all
0: of those what are some of the things that you noted that you think that they should bring back
2: Ooh, um the chef demonstrations the chef demonstrations yeah yep you know now i never got to see any of them i never had been in that big festival building until i went in there with both of you that time and that was in 2021 right 2022 when did we go in there 2022
0: no and they used to use the odyssey building for a lot of these and of course now they're yeah that's being they have got other plans with that i
1: feel like i wish that there were more I wouldn't say free things, but free things. So mm-hmm. like we talked about, I guess, two, three weeks ago now, the flavors of Florida and how they're offering these chef demonstrations or mixology things that are kind yes. of on the house. Like, yes, you register for it, but yeah. it's not like you're paying anything. Um, I think sometimes I love Epcot and I love all the things that they have to offer, but sometimes you just want to like hang out and not really have a plan So it's nice to be able to kind of jump into some of those things and say, oh, Mm -hmm. this looks like this could be fun to just spend a little bit of time. Like whenever you get to watch the Canadian garbage can people or the kitchen people do all of (laughs) their different things and just hang out, you're just there for a few minutes and then, okay, I'll move to the next thing. Yeah,
0: Exactly. I I agree. I wish they had more. And the food and beverage pairings, those were nice too, because a lot of those you didn't have to pay for, you you know, but... I do miss that. And I mean, party for the senses. I never went. It was, to me, the price was astronomical, but yeah, like you guys said, I do wish that they had those educational classes come back and the chefs Mm -hmm. teaching you some of their specialties. So yeah, no, I'm looking forward to getting down there.
1: Yeah. I like that. Honestly, I like the festival being shorter only because sometimes I feel like when it goes too long, it becomes stale within a certain amount of months, you know what I mean? Like those last few sure. weeks feel like they kind of drag on, and you're like, ah, you know, I don't really, I'm not really interested in it. So I wonder, like, as the culinary team and all of them, like, how do they feel when they get to day a <laughs> hundred? Like, where are, are they, they
2: just wiped out? Exactly, are they just
1: done? Yeah, yep. So I kind of like bringing it down a little bit because um, I think it could help with the staleness of what is being produced. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I agree.
2: I do too, 100%. But I love all this entertainment. This is so cool to learn all this knowledge about it. Yeah,
0: it's interesting the stuff that has gone by the wayside and things that have lasted or yeah. been revamped.
2: All righty. Well, are you hungry for more of the Happiest Plate on Earth podcast? We have several menu items you might enjoy. Join our Facebook group, The Happy Platers. Check out our Instagram at Happiest Plate on Earth. And finally, you can saber all things from our podcast at happiestplate.com
0: and reservations are always open to join us next time by subscribing to our podcast which can be found on all of those listening platforms 24 7 and as remy says this much i know if you are what you eat
1: then i only want to eat the good stuff
2: hey thanks so very much for joining us today as always it's a pleasure having you dine with us
0: Happiest Plate on Earth is delivered to you directly from the podcast oven by your talented culinary agents, Christy and Wendy, travel advisors who specialize in Disney destinations and offer free concierge-level service, where every vacation is customized to you and your style of travel. If you're looking to create some magical memories at any Disney destination, please reach out by visiting happiestplate.com and clicking on free quote. If you can dream it, you can do it, and always remember this whole thing was started by a mouse.